Yeah, I'm so sick of woke mobs coming for me. I know y'all don't want apologies. Yeah, I'm so sick of woke mobs, so sad and gross. Y'all can go and find a new Neo. <laughs> y'all know I use any excuse to sing a song on this show. We're gonna be talking about Neo coming out and saying, let's not trans the kids, apologizing, and then maybe retracting that apology. Let's talk about it. All right, y'all. Happy Monday, guys. Let's talk about Neo and the news that he's been making over the weekend. I'm sure he's been sweating, y'all, because there's been a lot going down. He spoke out in a podcast recently about transitioning children, how he felt about it. Of course, the woke mob was not happy. So we got a lot to take in. Apologies, retraction of apologies, apparently. But before we get into that, please like and subscribe. I want as many of you to like the stream as possible. Hopefully helps people find us on YouTube so they can hear this message now we have taylor in nashville <laughs> what's up yeah i took a knee to the woke mob then got back up called out a knee yo-yo <laughs> oh, you had to do it you had to do it had and to. we got cam in the producers bay yes back again <laughs> now let's talk about the neo news first we want to get into his initial statements here this interview blew up where he was talking about this idea of parenting and transitioning children and the responsibility that parents have to their child when it comes to maybe a young boy saying that they want to be a girl or a girl saying mommy i feel like a boy let's hear what he had to say Parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like, okay, Lost control. if your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl, and you just let him rock with that, you just let Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, mm. when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, <laughs> let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, just, I don't get that. Don't and get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that it, it affects their brain, it affects their organs, it makes mm -hmm. them sick, but they're not allowed to do drugs, they're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate he them He can't up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex? Right, oh, right. what sex orientation, and he can cut up his... Neo's everybody. <laughs> like, what a what a mood, what a vibe on this because that's how I feel in every news story that I see about transitioning children. I'm like, huh? Come again? You think what now? You really think that children are able to make decisions like this? And that very simple example that he gives of you know what? If you allow children to just run amok and do whatever they wanted, they would eat candy all day. They would destroy their health. They would destroy their wellness because they don't have a sense of what that truly means in the long run. And it's hard to articulate that to children. And even if you could articulate that to a child, they don't really have you know the mental faculties to put together what these long-term life-altering decisions truly mean to them. So of course, when a little boy likes dresses and, and dolls and the color pink, maybe he'll think, oh, girls like that. So I'm a girl and I'll go tell mommy that I'm a girl. But it's your responsibility as a parent to go, you know what? It's okay that you like those things. We can explore that. We can talk about that. But I, as your mom, need to tell you, you're a little boy and you can be a little boy in so many different ways. Let's 
explore that and let's see what that looks like for you. But I need to reinforce as the figure of authority in your life that you are a boy. But this is like brave words right now. If you're Neo, who is, you know, a very popular artist, you're running around in the music industry and in Hollywood, it's hard to espouse these views. It's hard to say these things because this is not the approved narrative. Now, luckily, he's got some time under his belt, right? He's sort of an OG as far as the music industry is, is concerned. And, you know, he's been around a while, which gives him a little bit more uh, of a license to speak about these things. But... He himself was not safe from the woke mob. And we'll talk about his reaction, how we feel about it. There was an apology. There was a retraction. But first, let's watch the rest of this interview. Peepee and, and that to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. Is, uh, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they, they, they either passed or are trying to pass a law in L.A. that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they could take your kid from yeah, you. Yeah, that's yep. true. Just passed in California. That does that makes no since. They want us to have no control over our children. I don't, I don't get it. In schools, I don't and get it. hospitals, libraries. Yeah. They just want to manipulate. You got to understand when they're so young and they're already that's impressionable. That's right. Mm -hmm. And from them, they're going to believe what you say. I mean, yeah. we say Santa Claus is real. You know, the Easter Bunny. Like, right, exactly. Like, they know what they're doing. Remember who you're dealing with. Like, I, I don't, I, I can't take credit for it, but it, I heard somebody say one time, he's like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl, ask your son, son, what is a girl? Mm, that's a good one. What is he going to do? He's going to say, uh, well, he might, he might want to play with dolls. All right, you want to play with dolls. Fine, play with dolls. Right. But you're a boy right. playing with dolls. That's right. You want to wear pink. All right, cool, wear pink. But you're a boy that's right. wearing pink. No See, and I love that he just said what he said. Because this is not him coming out with like this super like staunch stance on what masculinity looks like and saying, you know, like, no, boys do this thing and they stay in their box and girls stay in this box and you're not allowed to blur the lines whatsoever. And, you know, he's not coming out with that take. He's just saying, yeah, let's explore liking pink and wanting to play with dolls or whatever it is. That doesn't make you a girl. And... I love that and it needs to be said because so many people just silently watch this stuff happening and their common sense is intact, right? All the arguments that were just made there about like Santa Claus and eating a bunch of candy and how kids' brains are not as developed, we all know this stuff, right? But sometimes it's helpful to just hear it be said out loud and especially to hear it be said from somebody who has somewhat of a position of authority within, within culture. Uh, and you can take that, you know, as it stands and take it with a grain of salt. How how really impactful are these people? But it created a conversation. And now a bunch of people who maybe were not talking about this or who were supporting transitioning children have heard somebody say the opposite. And you've given them a little bit of a different take. And that's that's an important thing. You with with the LBG, I have no problem with none of with nobody. Okay? Right. Love who you love. Do what you do. Exactly. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman and it wasn't but two genders and that's just how I rocked. Me now, too. It, 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 you, could, you could identify as a goldfish if you feel like. Right. I, <laughs> I agree. Care. That ain't my business. It's just, it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going right. to call you a goldfish, but exactly. you, you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. It's all Amen. Good. I mean, well said. It's, it's just... We live in a weird time, man. We, we do. Trigger warnings. What the right. hell is a trigger warning? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, it's just when it I just is don't weird know times. when the world became so sensitive. Like, like comedians can't tell jokes no more. No. Like, everybody's offended. It's a joke. 
It's right. a comedian. <laughs> right. It's a joke. You're not supposed to take it serious. It's a joke. Right. His literal job is to joke. About want, everyone. About everyone right. and everything. <laughs> and people want to get offended and like, don't say that. That's that's triggering. Oh my God. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> You know, there are so many other people who feel this way, probably, and so many other people of his status that also feel this way, but what have they been doing? Just boom, keeping it shut, keeping it closed. You wouldn't dare say it out loud because you never know what's going to happen. And if anything, I can commend that he finally said something. And you know what? Was unabashed in that. Now, what happens after we're going to have to unpack, okay? Because, of course, this clip goes out. It goes viral. And the woke mob has a lot to say on the matter, right? How dare Neo say something so transphobic? We need to be protecting trans kids. I can't believe an artist that I was respected would say something about this. He clearly doesn't understand trans children. He doesn't understand gender identity. And I think it took really less than 24 hours for an apology to be issued. It was like record time, you know, you you got the Olympic gold medal as far as retracting or somewhat retracting your statement. And here is what was posted on Twitter by presumably Neo as it's under his name. But we'll get into the idea that maybe this was a publicist or his PR team and that they put this out maybe without fully thinking through what his thoughts were on the matter. It says, I'd like to express my deepest apologies. This picture says, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. Had to get in as many letters as possible there. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Now, he got ratioed to hell on this <laughs> on Twitter, right? <laughs> because I'm seeing 14,000 replies yeah. compared to 1,600 likes. Yeah. So, yeah, people did not like the tweet. People were not happy about this because you, you get these moments where you're like, finally, someone within the culture and of influence is saying what needs to be said, and they're doing so unapologetically, no pun intended. And then, boom, <laughs> within 24 hours. A, a somewhat retracted statement. Now, mind you, this statement is kind of vague. He just says, you know, I apologize if I've, if I've offended. I'm going to educate myself and I'll have more empathy in the future, which is what everybody says, right? It's this whole, I need to unlearn the bigotry and the bias that I've, you know, put forth in my former actions and, and relearn this new view of empathy and diversity and inclusivity and, and you know you write this beautiful statement and put it out meanwhile we all know that he thinks the same thing he said in the original video right it's not very often that in 24 hours we have this massive change of heart on an issue that is near and dear to us and that personally is is affecting us and that we personally care about this is just a, a band-aid to stick on so that you know the woke mob start, stops crying and in response to this he got, of course, ratioed and people came after him and said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you said the right thing before. Don't apologize. And, and the point that I always make is that the people who come after you saying that you've offended me, you've done something wrong, you're a transphobe, they don't care if you apologize to them, right? 
you issue an apology and they go, doesn't matter. You said what you said. I know how you truly feel about the issue anyways. What good is an apology to me? But what it does to them psychologically is that it reinforces the idea that they can bully people into submission. Now they know this is how hard we had to go at Neo to get him to issue an apology. This is how many tweets we had to put out in order to get a PR response from him and his publicist. Now I know the next time that a celebrity does something, I'm going to come at them twice as hard. And, you know, the, the apology will come twice as fast as the last one did. You are egging them on. They get this sort of Pavlovian response to getting apologies from celebrities like this. And you've just reinforced it. You rang the dinner bell. And uh, they're salivating, waiting for the next person to, to say something like this. But the story doesn't stop there, okay? Because... I don't know if this was in response to him being ratioed on the apology, but he comes out on Instagram and he posts a two minute video where he, I guess, redefends the statements that he made initially in the podcast. So let's watch. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen, I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, or what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising <laughs> five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question, okay? I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However... Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler. All right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. <laughs> the smile at the end see now just imagine if we didn't have that little bump in the road in the middle where you got that i don't know publicist apology he does say i want you to hear from me and not the publicist so i mean he's insinuating that maybe those weren't his uh, initial words and what he would have responded to this so we'll uh, allow a little bit of room on the runway for that being the the possibility here but just imagine you get that podcast clip out it goes viral everybody's knocking at your door how dare you say this you're a transphobe and you drop this in in response to it and you know he gave a little bit of wiggle room he's like you know i apologize if you're you're offended and you know i'll go and i'll go check out some resources that you guys send me but i doubt those resources are going to reinforce your opinion i think they're in fact going to reinforce what i already think 
about, you know, allowing kids to, to transition because it is basic common sense. So I, I wish it was just like a, the video goes out, boom, this is the response. But hey, you can't always get what you can't always get what you want. <laughs> but you no. get what you need, baby. And that was what people <laughs> needed. That was what people needed. Yeah, we just needed the truth. And, you know, in the original video, it, he didn't it didn't seem like he was trying to give some strong opinion or trying to make waves. It just felt like he was speaking his mind and being authentic. But I think it speaks to just the sort of self-censoring totalitarian, totalitarian style moment that we're living in, where just saying something that is pretty much common sense, um, or at least, you know, just an opinion, um, is now all of a sudden something that you have to apologize for that generates on the one side, a lot of support, because it's surprising that somebody of his, you know, celebrity caliber would dare to articulate something that goes against what is the approved way of, of talking about these issues and the approved view of these things. And I think that's where the quick, you know, knee jerk apology came from is just like a, okay, maybe I stepped into something here. Let my publicist deal with it. Mm -hmm. I'll sign off on this message. Um, and then now as he's like, people calling me weak and stuff, let me get back out there and, and actually, you know, speak my mind. So yeah, it would have been better if he never issued the apology in the first place. And he certainly shouldn't have, but, uh, it's, it's just a crazy time that we're living in that, you know, most, almost every common sense thinking person, um, can agree that, Hey, you know, boys, are boys, girls, are girls, uh, we shouldn't allow children to, make this decision for themselves to, you know, medically transition and all that type of stuff. That's pretty like straightforward. They right. agree that like taking kids away from parents who oppose their child's preference is a crazy thing. Like that's, he's saying stuff that is just pretty innocuous in my view. Um, but it's not to the people who want to impose this way of thinking about gender, these rad they're more radical, you know, small minority that are trying to impose this on the rest of society, but they win not necessarily through getting you to agree with them, but just by getting you to shut up and, yep. uh, you know, just nod and wink and just be like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, I'm not, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to take the heat from standing up for it. Um, so I guess, you know, it's, it's, was a bad step to apologize in the first place, but kudos. It's great to see that he's back out and speaking the truth and not apologizing because that is the way out of the crazy moment that we live in is just people speaking the truth. Yeah. And he gets into, you know, and he says, you know, I apologize if I have, have offended you. And you'll hear this often. People say you offended me. To that I say, well, hold on a second. I didn't do anything. I did not offend you. You made a choice to be offended by something that I said. You could have seen my video, heard my statement, and you could have kept on scrolling. You could have walked on by. You could have gone about your day and realized that a person's opinion does not impact you personally, and you can go on about your business. But instead, people turn around and they choose to be offended. So when people point at you and say, you offended me, be like, I didn't do anything. I stated my opinion. I shared what I, what I thought. If you choose to be offended in response to that, that is wholly on you. People start need to start taking responsibility and, and accountability for their own emotions and the, the way that they engage with what they see and what they hear. Because that is on you. If you choose to be offended, if you choose to cry about it, if you choose to complain about it, that it's in, it's in your yard, right? And step off my lawn. <laughs> and, and that's what I wish was was said here and alluded to, but of course you have to sort of like, uh, you know, toe the line, placate a little bit to to the people who are upset, upset at you and say, you know, 
you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. But he emphasizes that, you know, you're, you're, you're not unique, right? Everybody has opinions, okay? So you, you shouldn't place somebody's uh, opinion on too high of a pedestal because we all have them. And somebody else's opinion should not directly affect your life in a way that you are, you know, stagnant because of something that you just heard from somebody else of what they were thinking you know what i mean we we move on now we can analyze people's opinions we can critique people's opinions but to have it be like the end of your day that neo said he doesn't want to you know transition his kid it's a little weird it's a little freaky <laughs> like i think you, you can allow him to think that and move on and this just this does go to show you know when you get apologies from these celebrities they're not really apologizing to you they feel the same way they've always felt about whatever issue they got in hot water for and they just chose to not deal with the stress of people coming after them so they throw out a little apology that's written by somebody who works for them and they put that on their social media and that's what's happened here but so I, I guess he kind of, he, he defends himself. I guess he, he stands by his statement. It sounds like at the end of the day, Neo is not in support of, you know, kids transitioning. Although he does say, you know, you do you and I'll do me. So there's the update there. What a turbulent time. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, whiplash on that story. Yeah, some whiplash on that story. Now we're bringing another company back into conversation and that is Harry's Razors. Now, you'll remember we've talked about them on this show before because back in the day, Harry's Razors had actually sponsored personalities at the Daily Wire, specifically Michael Knowles. And one person on Twitter with two followers added Harry's Razors and said, Harry's Razors, Michael Knowles is a transphobe. You guys cannot sponsor this guy. And Harry's Razors saw that tweet from the person with two followers and said, you know what? We are going to take our sponsorship away from Michael Knowles. And this ended up probably being a decision that was within the best interest of both parties because Harry's Razors is now partnered with a trans man, a.k.a. biological female, to promote their new razor set. And it says 100% of the profits are set to go to where, guys? The Trevor Project, which is a massive LGBTQ plus organization. Uh, they are pro-transitioning children. They've done a considerable amount of work with uh, Dylan Mulvaney. I recently spoke about them because I went shopping at Macy's during Pride, and they asked if you wanted to give over, you know, uh, round up to a dollar, and we'll give that to the Trevor Project. So keep an eye out for this organization because they are racking up dollars all across the United States of America, and that's the kind of things that they support. Now, here is the uh, Harry's Razors Partnership. Let's watch. It says, celebrating my first pride with facial hair. And goes through all this. Oh, the music is insufferable. Let's just turn that off. It says they've partnered with an LGBTQ plus designer to create this set, so in case you needed to to know that. This is growing up, I was always envious of boys going through puberty, getting facial hair, and learning how to shave. I love growing a beard and maintaining it. Having facial hair and, groom and a grooming routine is the most gender-affirming thing to me. So, there we go. 
which we all know what this is, right? Okay, it's uh, yet another endorsement of this and that's okay right they're their own company they can do whatever they want with their funds they can sponsor whoever they want with their funds but just keep an eye out because i know probably a few of you will have harry's razors subscriptions or this is the one that you go and buy at the store i used to buy harry's razors because they're uh high quality you can't you can't lie that's a high quality razor but sometimes <laughs> the companies that you support are supporting things that you in no way, shape, or form want to see come to fruition in your community. And often that is work being done by groups like the Human Rights Campaign and Trevor Project and GLAAD who are actively endorsing the mutilation of young people who are actively fighting for kids to be taken away from their parents if they don't uh, you know, allow gender affirming care to take place. These types of things. So a few cents here and there when you give it to a company that you don't know what they're doing on the back end can actually create tangible change in people's lives and in a negative negative way so that's what harry's razors is up to yeah yeah they're centering you know they're they're putting at front and center of their marketing and what their whole product offering is this is what we stand for this is who we are they're making themselves an activist brand by engaging in these types of endorsement deals and it's the same thing as the bud light effect and everything it's like you you we they kind of expect the rest of the world similar to the neo situation they just expect you to toe the line and to just if you don't agree at least just okay well i'm still going to buy your product because you guys dominate the culture you have all the control you're doing the quote unquote approved thing and i guess that's just how things are and we're getting to a point now though where they're generating alternatives like like Jeremy's razors and the Bud Light boycott has been super effective. And I think I saw Target lost billions of dollars in the wake of their pride displays with really strange products. Um, so that is that is this there is like light at the end of the tunnel here. And it's, it is important to pay attention to uh, what the companies that you're purchasing it from, uh, what they're putting front and center and what their value stand. If they choose to take that activist role, then maybe it's time to part ways and look for alternatives. Yeah, and if you wanna hear more, here is a clip of the CEO of Harry's Razors. And I'll just let you guys listen to this. You know, created a really sort of unbalanced dynamic um, and made the co-parenting thing really hard to actually live in practice. Um, and so, you know, that experience, you know, was, was one that led us to this conclusion that, hey, we need not just a general parental leave policy, but an equal parental leave policy um, that treats birthing and non-birthing parents equally. Um, so we've implemented that and give everybody four months, regardless of whether you're the birthing parent or the non-birthing parent. Thanks. Um, and then Did y'all hear that? Did y'all listen closely? He said whether or not you are the birthing parent or the non-birthing parent. I always, when we hear these like alternatives to the words woman and man or mom and dad, you hear like a chest feeder, a individual with a uterus, a birthing person, you know, all these different terms that they've come up with in order to just actively commit the erasure of the, the two sexes. I'm always wondering, are people actually using these words in their in their real lives? Are you actually referring to moms and dads as birthing parents and non-birthing parents? Because to me, it just can't be serious. But then you hear things like this from the CEO of a major company and presumably at some sort of conference where other, you know, 
people of you would assume higher intellect are are attending and listening to this stuff and you hear cheers for non-birthing parents and birthing parents <laughs> and you realize this is real this is the future that people are advocating for and the future makes us all into i don't know just like random blobs with no sex and, and no meaning and no active definitions for any words that we can stand by and what does that also do it, it just removes value from from life in in more ways than one so crazy to hear somebody use those terms and be actually serious bffr <laughs> but when you hear things like you know the, the World Economic Forum or like the, the CEO of BlackRock and they're talking about how they can enforce wokeness within companies and corporations. This is what it looks like. You know, if you switch out the terms mom and dad in your little employee pamphlets for new hires at your organization, who's to say that doesn't raise your ESG score and make you more compliant with the things that you should be saying? It raises that sort of social credit system that we are soon all going to be functioning under if we allow this to continue. And I, I just don't know what else to say. I just cannot believe you are willingly using words like non-birthing parent and birthing parent. That's it, guys. Yeah, I'm getting, I keep thinking of, uh, you know, there's Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Jordan Peterson talks about him a lot, but he he wrote the Gulag Archipelago. He wrote about the atrocities committed in the Soviet Union by the totalitarian uh, regime. And he had a famous quote where he said, let the lie come into the world, but not through me. And he basically said the reason why so many atrocities ended up happening in that nation in that country was because not just because there were evil people at the top pushing down everybody else but because the everyday people were willing to lie in order to not get in trouble in order to not uh you know make waves in the culture and and they wanted to just do the thing that they're expected to do and this language this you know the, the expectation to just toe the line when it comes to the gender stuff it, it's all tied together and and the refusal to participate in this stuff is what is the bulwark against it um but you're going because you're going to have people for you know with their vested interests at the top you're going to have people who are ideologically bought into the movement who are pushing this stuff left and right but they're actually the minority and we the everyday people are the majority and for common sense to win though we actually have to stand up and refuse to let the lies come into the world through us yeah i mean i am not never never will i be referred to as a birthing parents by any sort of person that's actively in my real life if i went to a doctor and they refer to me as like a birthing parent or a chest feeder or whatever the terms that they're using right now, I would be booking it outdoor. There's no way, <laughs> no way you're coming anywhere near my body and anywhere near anything that has to do with my health and wellness if this is how you think about the world. But nonetheless, here we are. I wonder how far these terms are actually gonna go. You know, we covered that story where uh, Johns Hopkins University switched out the definition for lesbian and the definition that they created was a non-man who is attracted to other non-men and that was how they defined lesbian so you can see where the erasure is clearly happening and it is clearly bent in the direction of of women and maybe it's because we allow it to happen 
because of our feminine nature that we don't really raise the red flags when they need to be raised and we don't stand up for ourselves. But if ever there were a time to start saying, no, use the proper words. I am not a cis woman. I am a biological woman. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a girl. You know, now is the time because if you, you see the ground now, oh my gosh, what's planted in its place is deeply concerning. Mm. Uh, now we have another video that's gone viral here, which has drum up much conversation. This got 2.3 million views. And in a different vein, this is a conversation about living in San Francisco, a city that is just wrought with crime and drug use and homelessness. So let's hear what this young woman has gone through. Right now, I was just getting groceries and I live in San Francisco and I never really feel fully safe. If you live in San Francisco, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I just got groceries. I'm walking out of the store and this guy is walking past me and says, move, you stupid bitch. And he spits in my face, spits all over my face. And then I say, excuse me, did you just spit in my face? And he says, move or I'll rape you. There's also people everywhere and everyone's just walking by because they're like, I can't handle something else in San Francisco. It's always something else. I don't even know why I'm posting this. If you live in San Francisco, do you feel this way all the time? I don't feel safe, ever. I literally never feel safe. It's better when it's daylight. But nighttime, no, not leaving my house. <laughs> I'm literally... Now, there are many ways you could break this down, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to try to uh, engage with sympathy because... I don't know what this young woman's political affiliation is, right? I don't know what she has brought forth to the city that she lives in, and I certainly don't know who she's voted for or anything like that. Uh, so this sucks to have to experience. Would I recommend maybe not being in San Francisco? Probably. But we all know in seeing clips of that city, like that it is absolutely insane to be living in the heart of, of San Francisco right now with the amount of drug use, the amount of just rampant crime, the amount of homelessness and the unwillingness uh, from from politicians to do anything about what is happening in the city. And maybe because it's not in their backyards yet, maybe because they never cared in the first place or maybe because the progressive lens through which they look at the world is so overwhelming that they can't even possibly see that their own policies are bringing about the destruction in their cities. Famously, you saw Mayor London Breed of San Francisco uh, say, you know, back the defund the police movement, back Black Lives Matter, saying that we need to, you know, solve our police programs and specifically in the city of San Francisco, crime runs rampant major spike, major surge, and then she comes out and says, well, we need to respect police officers and we need more police presence and we need to reinforce this idea of law and order. But has that happened? Or did you just make a statement saying that it was going to happen? Because from every single video that I see online of San Francisco, the city's not looking too good. Now, I don't know if people are targeting horrible areas of the city to display online or if they have a true problem, but it seems like they have a true problem. Now, if this young woman did, in fact, vote for the people who are bringing about those policies and is somehow not making the connection between that and a random man spitting on her on the street and saying, you know, he's going to sexually assault her. You might have a little bit of fault here <laughs> because sometimes policies sound really good, right? And it sound like you're doing the right thing, but they end up with a man spitting on you in the street and telling you that he's going to assault you. 
that's really all there is to say. I'm not going to like bully her or something because I, I honestly don't know. But I'm just saying if that's what you did, then that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, I love how much sympathy you handle that with. And I, I'm I'm like angered by this in, the, in both directions. On the one hand, yes, like, oh, my gosh, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. I mean, presumably, if you're living in San Francisco sure. still at this point, you've probably most you know more than likely going to be blue voter and so to act surprised that this is happening is kind of like an eye roll but at the same time the other part of me is like i hate that a woman is not safe just walking in the street in her own city and that somebody would act in such a aggressive and degrading manner and at the end to be without consequence i hate that and i want to i there's something in me that wants to find that guy and you know teach him a lesson or put him in jail or whatever. But, uh, you know, so I, this is very like a conflicting, uh, sort of sentiment you're getting out of this, but, uh, I, I guess you're, you're keeping your cool better than, than most of us watching this. So well done. <laughs> it's kind of hard, you know, you, you do bring these issues upon yourself and it, it really, I don't know if people don't recognize how quickly that they're own the own the very things that they support are going to change their environment i also don't know how much you can change a place like san francisco given the nature of you know the population there but it's probably important that now that you know this is what your city is like to try and do something about it and to attempt to have some sort of fight back against what you're seeing uh you know in your community if you don't feel safe walking down the street then i mean what what is living anymore it's really tough and it seems like all of these like blue run metropolitan areas are overwhelmed with this sort of problem. And why would you not be? If you're decriminalizing things like shoplifting and allowing people to just do whatever it is they want without any repercussions, people are going to want to become career criminals. They're going to test the boundaries of what it is they can do. They're going to spit on women in the street and talk to them this way. And I can't help but think that if she had stood up for herself in that moment and said, I'm going to call the police right now, nobody would have shown up. There's literally nothing you can do. And they they have way more important calls or things that they're responding to, or their morale is so low from these whole like defund the police movements that they don't even care to, to engage with somebody. I mean, it's it's a hot mess. Hot, hot mess. Now, another video on Twitter went viral. And again, this is on a different subject. I want to see how you guys feel about this. This is a woman, I think, shopping at Whole Foods. And she scans her palm in order to purchase her groceries. And I believe this is a new system that they have set up with Amazon, where if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can kind of go into your Whole Foods, scan your Amazon Prime, prime with your hand i don't know and then go buy your groceries and scan out when you're done here's the video i'm at whole foods and i'm about to pay for my groceries with my (laughs) that's the coolest thing ever so people were freaking out (laughs) when they saw this video which I get it, right? It's kind of crazy, and it sort of seems like, oh, huh, silly me, look at me, like, scanning my hand to get groceries, and people are thinking, you know, you're you're going to be the first one to be microchipped when they offer it to you, and, like, you're going to allow the government to, you know, track everything that you do just so it's easier for you to buy your groceries, and they're going to have all your bank information and all your health data and all this stuff, and... To be honest, there's genuine people who are having conversations uh, surrounding this in like, 
you know, biomedical, the biomedical sphere and all this stuff. And they at the World Economic Forum, they're genuinely contemplating, you know, microchipping people. You got, you know, Elon Musk's famous, famous Neuralink that people are talking about and fighting against in a whole transhumanism movement that many love to discuss. And I think this fanned the flames of that. Am I going to rush to the store to start scanning my hand to buy groceries? Absolutely not. And I don't know if there's anything genuine to be concerned about there, but it certainly makes me feel concerned. Uh, what was more concerning and might actually have to do with this video, we don't have a lot of context, but I had gone to a Whole Foods here in Los Angeles and they essentially said, you know, you can just go around, you can use your Amazon Prime, you can go around and buy whatever you want, and then you just leave the store. There was no hand scanning or anything like that. And I asked the question, well, how do you know what I grabbed? How do you know what I'm buying? And how is it possible that I can just leave the store and you can charge me? And the lady said, look up. And I looked up and in the rafters of this grocery store, there were, I kid you not, hundreds, hundreds of cameras. And she's like, the cameras watch what you pick up. They watch if you like pick up a piece of fruit to smell it and put it back down and they know she didn't buy that piece of fruit and they have everything logged so that when you walk out of the store they know exactly what you bought and they'll just charge it to you concerning to say the least you know it's a little big brother it's a big it's big whole foodsy <laughs> i'm like if I, i'm not giving you my email if you want my email to go on your website or you know Literally. i'm saying no to the cookies so you know to have to scan my biometrics or my hand or whatever to pay for food like no i'm sorry <laughs> you're yeah. not getting that out of me it just makes me think of like what is already going on that they already know everything about if they're just doing this now for food and like on a consumer level what have they been doing on the grand scheme of things that we just don't know about and maybe that's like conspiratorial thinking on my part but it's hard to see things like this uh and and not think that this technology or whatever is being utilized in ways that are unknown to the average uh, citizen. <laughs> but everybody's saying, no thanks. A bunch of people were likening this to having the mark of the beast, which I don't know how y'all feel about that. Y'all know I'm not religious, but I'm sure uh, many will make similar statements in regard to seeing this video. For me, I just think, you know, keep that away from me. If y'all wanna go scan your hands to go buy a watermelon at Whole Foods, more power to you, but I will not. <laughs> I am not gonna be doing that. So yeah, that's my thoughts on the on these viral stories that have come out this week. We're going to get into super chats, guys. So send them in if you'd like your super chat read today. All righty, let's do it. Uh, first up, we've got Carlo Montana, 1986. Says, hey guys, warm greetings from Belgium. Love your show. You guys and are an oasis of realism in a woke desert. Oh, thank you, Carlos. Appreciate that. Very poetically put. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it's it. Uh, Isaiah Wegwitz says, hey, Amala, first of all, thank you for your reasonable views on the news and avoiding extremism. Secondly, have you ever considered visiting BYU-I? I guess that's in Idaho, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I've been to B... Wait, where have I been? I've been to... Have I been to BYU? I don't know where I've been at this point, guys. I'm pretty sure I've been to a BYU. I don't know which BYU that was, but I, I've definitely gone to a BYU for a speech. Maybe it was in Utah. Is there, there's BYU in Utah, right? That's the That's big. A, there'd have to be, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I Help think, us out in the chat. I think I went to Utah. 
guys, I, I'm so sorry. I get this mixed up all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm open. If if you guys have, uh, you want to do a booking for a speech or anything like that, you can reach out to me or re- reach out to press at PragerU.com. And I'm, I'm open to coordinating that. I always love to go to universities and speak to the students and go back and forth with the people who do not appreciate my being there. <laughs> so there you go. Someone said there's literally only one BYU in Utah. So okay. I don't know. We, so we I've been to, to BYU. I threw us off. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. That my dude says there's, this is a question of a highly intellectual nature. So prepare yourselves. If you despise Thomas the Tank Engine, does that make you transphobic? Wow. I would think so. I would think so. I would say no, because a phobia is an irrational fear. And despising something is not necessarily having an irrational fear uh, of it. You gotta have you your know, you gotta right. have your woke hat on, Taylor. <laughs> uh, Maggie Catherine says, "Under eighteen can't get a tattoo, buy alcohol or cigs, drive, join the army, can't even get a hotel room, but they can get drugs slash surgery to change their bodies." Right, guys, we can't make it make sense. We we all know, we've all heard, we know that this makes absolutely no sense, and that there's so many things that we really protect children from engaging with and especially making life-altering decisions on and the fact that you can't say that without being drugged through the mud by a group of angry individuals blows my mind and it always will uh joy just sends a super chat no message thank you joy Tris says, Chris from Mr. Beast recently admit he recently admitted he felt dysphoria before getting married and having a son, and not just something he felt after starting a family. I don't understand how someone can be so selfish. Um, I mean, I just watched. I think Mr. Beast just put out a video yesterday. I watched it, and Chris was featured in it. And I'm like, I thought I expected it to be more awkward than it was, but it wasn't. Um, how do I how do I get there? I think. You know, there's confirmation bias at play there, right? If you decide that you are trans and you start this process of transitioning, to you, every sense of uncomfortability that you've ever had within your body is going to be a sign of gender dysphoria. So you will look back at times that you cried as a kid because you didn't like what you looked, what you look like in the mirror, or you played with girls' things instead of boys' things, and through your lens, you are going to view that as feeling gender dysphoria from a very young age and even prior to your marriage and prior to having children. So you can reinforce like those beliefs regardless yeah. of what path you take in life. So I would imagine that that is what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, the stories we tell ourselves and how we assign meaning to our experiences and thoughts and everything is... Uh, very influential. It shapes your world. Yeah. Um, and sometimes in a way that's not congruent with reality. So, right. uh, Nathan Cody says, hot take. We all have been lied to. No one needs a disposable razor. Get a safety razor and straight <laughs> and keep your money. <laughs> what is that? Like the Sweeney Todd type razor? Yeah, or, I don't know. I thought that was called a straight razor, but uh, I thought so too. safety razor. I'm not Let sure. Google this. They look more dangerous. Those ones, they look like you can accidentally cut your throat. A safety razor. Okay, this is what a safety razor is, guys. Can you show Cam that picture? Yeah, I guess this is one that you can like replace. You can just take the razor out and throw a new one in. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, hey. Maybe this is a pro tip. Well, there you go. <laughs> 
Uh, Christina says go for Jeremy's razors instead of Harry's razors. There, there is an option for you. There it is an option. Uh, Alex Centeas. Hey there, guys. Let's get those likes up, guys. Good shows <laughs> like these aren't cheap to produce, but a like is free. <laughs> Look at this guy. Hi, man. I love it. It's true. Thanks, Alex. We appreciate you. <laughs> Great show last Friday. Yeah, if y'all didn't see Friday, we talked about AI girlfriends and AI influencers and did, reacted to that weird uh, dating game yeah. with Horacio. Horacio, yeah. <laughs> I've got it out for that guy. Mm. <laughs> We'll make, we're making a short about him pretty soon. Yes. So I think Cam's going to jump on that one or me. We'll see. Uh, Joy says, lol, Harry's Capital One, Bud Light Target. They are all dead to me. Keep calling out the virtue signaling. May the sane companies flourish. There will be more. There will be more to call out. There always is, especially in this world of ESG. Here, here, Joy. Alex again says, so Amal, I've noticed that you've be you're becoming more aware of men's struggles in dating. Would you say that you're becoming red pill minus the poly part? Um, I don't know. I think I'm always pretty like considerate of both ends of the, the spectrum or at least try to be. I don't think that my opinions on dating have changed all that much in, in like siding with one side over the other. I would say there's there's bad men, there's good men, there's bad women, there's good women. And is it a struggle right now to date? Probably for everybody, I would imagine. For men, it's like girls who want the six foot, six figure, six pack, whatever thing that everybody's talking about. And, you know, wading through the BS to find the one who's gonna stay. And if you want somebody more traditional, maybe that's tough. For girls, it's like, do you want uh, some guy with a porn-addled brain or do you want to find somebody who's stable and isn't on social media looking for other chicks we all have our struggles guys it, it's a collective we're, we're collectively on the struggle bus <laughs> it's it's rough out there it's try to be a good man there. try to find a good woman try to be a good woman try to find a good man yeah. that's a good rule of thumb i guess yeah or whoever you're into, I guess. <laughs> uh, Brian Butso yeah. says, Barbie has now made a billion in the box office, and I've heard such differing opinions, especially among conservative women. Any chance we'll see a discussion about it? Uh, probably not the hitting a billion. We do have a video about Barbie, two videos about Barbie. One about the like the timeless feminist message, good feminist message of Barbie, and two, a review of the movie itself that you guys can check out. I'll give you my thoughts. I uh, did say in that video of the review that I thought Barbie would hit a billion dollars with the marketing. If they had not hit a billion dollars on this movie, I would be shocked. You could not spit on the sidewalk without hitting, I don't know, some Barbie graffiti that the marketing team put down there. So I... I'm not shocked at all that it hit 1 billion um, and, you know, fully, fully anticipated that it would. So take that Ben Shapiro. Amala <laughs> predicted it and you didn't. He said uh, in his video that it would be like it would tank after the second week or whatever because like, people would see it. It would get bad press or whatever and people wouldn't go. But yeah, but he yeah. owned it. Someone tweeted that at him, called him out this morning. And on Twitter, he was like, OK, yeah, yeah you guys I got me on that prediction. I was wrong. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you're a woman, you knew Barbie was going to make a billion dollars. There's no way. I, there's not a woman alive that I've spoken to that was not planning on watching the the Barbie movie. Yeah, and their marketing and just the way they made it, like, it's just a fun experience to to go see and everything. I mean, it, yeah, got to give props, give credit where it's due. Yeah. 
Um, Nicodemus1984 says, listening to LGBTQA plus public speakers, I thought that anyone can identify themselves as they feel. So why couldn't a woman be allowed to identify herself as a woman? How could it be disturbing? I am confused. Are you saying because women who reject like cis and, you know, chest feeder and all that stuff, how are they offended by that? Uh, And it's because... The logic is not sound. <laughs> there are mental blocks when it comes to that. And we must be ever inclusive of whatever identity people make up, except for the natural ones that have always existed. So there's that. Also, you left the I out of your acronym, Nicodemus. So, so... I'm going to need you to issue an apology on your Twitter yeah. and uh, grovel to the woke mob. And, and you're still to, canceled, uh, even if you do. Yeah, I'm still canceled, even if you apologize. <laughs> but, you know. Just got to do what you got to do. Carlo Montana, 1986, says, Hey, Amala, have you ever considered doing a collab with Michael Franzese? He is a former mafia captain who found religion and is conservative with no love for the woke mob, as he calls it. I actually have. (laughs) I think he's actually reached out to me on an occasion, and I just uh, have not yet coordinated doing something like that. I'm open to it. If that's something that you guys want to see, maybe I can circle back on that and, and set it up. Talk to a ex-mafia boss. He's going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Christina says, imagine someone taking a picture of you waving at the camera and then people are able to take your palm and buy stuff with your money. Don't do it. Yeah, That's a whole new level. I'm just like, I just don't know how this technology works or what exactly what exactly happened. I imagine there are safety rails for that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I'll look into what actually happened here and what is actually being scanned and figure it out. But either way, I'm just like, it's just a no, man. It's just a no. Like, I hate I hate cash just from like a, having to deal with it standpoint, but I'm almost like, let's just go back to cash, cold, hard money. Right. And like, I'm done with all this digital currencies and scanning hands and irises and weird stuff. Just yeah, I'll pay more to go to the mom and pop shop than Whole Foods, you know, and buy a watermelon from a human being who only takes cash. Exactly. But anyway, uh, let's see. CLH says, this is my first super chat. I agree about the scanning the hand. It's a no for me. Thanks for all you guys do. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how this works. It says, okay, so with this feature, guests can simply hover their palm over the Amazon One device and the Panera associates, so they have some Panera bread, will be able to pull up their My Panera loyalty account information, greet the guest by name, and provide a customized experience. After the order is placed, the guest can scan their palm again to pay. I just don't understand how from scanning your palm they would have your your account. I don't know if it uses like Bluetooth to get the app on your phone? I have no idea, guys. I'll figure it out. We'll get down to the bottom of this. Uh, Alex again says, Friday's episode was great. I think we should have AI girlfriends because I can't see any other way to make women snap out of their high standard delusions. (laughs) Guys, you can't function with that attitude. It's just not going to work out. It's not going to work out for you. It's not going to work out for the AI girlfriend. 
<laughs> it's not going to work out for anybody. That's there like are... taking the blue. That's the opposite of red pill. That's like in the Matrix when he's like, do you want to go back in the Matrix when Cypher right. is like, you know, angles and makes a deal with the agent to betray everybody and go back in? That's what you're doing. Yes. They're like, no, I'm just, I'd rather live in the Matrix, even though I know reality is real. There, like, nah, there are girls with normal standards out there. They do exist and they'd be happy to have you. <laughs> here, here. Uh, Guillerme, Guillerme L. De Sico says, guys, now you, Amala, you saved me from the left, and I will love if one day the PragerU curriculum in public schools here in Brazil, if one day you come here, I will see you. I've actually thought about going to Brazil because I went to a, gosh, what is it, a conference. My gosh, I don't know why that word escaped me, but a conference called Toscon uh, that is hosted every year, and I met a bunch of, like, Brazilian young people who were like, yeah, you know, Prairie is pretty big in Brazil. We need these ideas. We'd love for you to come. So I've definitely thought about it. Maybe maybe at some point in the future. Taylor speaks I'll Portuguese, so he'll be my guide. <laughs> yeah, I lived there for a little bit when I was younger, but muito obrigado, Guilherme, por assistir do Brasil, cara. There we go. Um, Alex, again, thank you, Amla, for some self-accountability with Horacio. You noticed his F-boy traits, but then admitted, <laughs> well, if he's not good at talking, then bye. <laughs> that was the honest moment where Amla was like, when I see an F-boy, I'm like, oh, this is an annoying F-boy. He's just doing his thing. Yep. I can spot it from a mile away. And then when you talk to a guy who doesn't have the riz and can't, can't quite, you know, get it going or whatever you're like you need to go practice <laughs> and i was like i did hold myself accountable. yeah you did but for the record i prefer the man with no riz yeah let's make Safe that abundantly clear Safe for bet y'all put in the chat ladies what you think uh would you rather have a guy with too much riz or not enough <laughs> look at me using all the gen g gen z terms i'm proud of myself uh, uh Nikki KK says, quote, birthing person or non-birthing person makes sense in the case of surrogates. I don't think surrogacy should exist. Feminine men are not women. Birthing person or non-birthing? So you mean like the parents that technically did not birth the child would be called the non-birthing parents? Is that what we mean? I... I'm, I'm having trouble in making the connection here. I haven't done enough looking into to surrogacy to s give a, a stance on how I, I feel about it, but I think that's what you, you meant. I'm just going to get rid of the birthing and non-birthing, you know, parent phrases. I, I, I'm sticking to mom and dad. Sorry. <laughs> and I think we, in the case of surrogacy, we would just call that a bio mom, which stand by that. Alrighty, and with that, I think we're done with super chats for the day. Sorry, I got distracted reading some of the wolf women saying no riz, honestly, too much, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough is crazy. So y'all are all over the place here. Let me make a poll real quick because I'm fascinated by this as Amala closes this out. Sure. Yeah, you guys let us know down below. Do you look for, you know, a man with no riz? Do you look for a man with riz if you were, you know, confronted? with the idea of both of those options. Which one are you going for? 100% I'm going for no Riz. I don't want a man who has too much Riz. You've been around the block too many times. And if you have all this Riz with me, who's to say you're not risen up all the girls everywhere? You know what I mean? So, you know, that's why I called out Horatio or whatever his name is. And, you know, our, our boss, Craig, you know, he agreed with me right after the show. He was in our Slack channel being like, I'm so glad you called out Horatio. He's a total F boy. <laughs> he even put
pulled up Horatio's Instagram, and the Instagram was F Boy Island, is what it was. He had his shirt <laughs> off, all these model photos or whatever. And what did I tell you guys? I told you when I watched the episode that Horatio is the type of guy to take a screenshot of his performance on this YouTube video and put it on his Hinge profile. And where was it? It was right on his Instagram. It was right there. So all the ladies can go and see how, you know, wonderful Horatio is and how suave he is. <laughs> and they'll slide in the DM, okay? So I just want to say that I clocked that and uh, I don't know what, it's not a gaydar. We, have to, we need another, another word for, for the radar of scanning F-boys. But and a lot of people are asking, what is Riz Amla in the chat? Can you explain it okay. to them? It's a Gen Z slang term for the most part. It's it's like a short on charisma, right? So if you have a lot of Riz, like you can Riz anybody up. You're good. You're suave. You know how to talk to women. You know how to, you know, influence them. You know, In my millennial generation, we called it like spitting game, maybe. Yeah, things spit like game. that. <laughs> I didn't know it was short for charisma. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so our poll results so far say 15% would rather have a guy with too much riz, 47% not enough, and 38% uh, say I'm a dude. So okay. thank y'all. So the consensus is no riz is better four than to one too much. in favor of uh, less riz, you not know what? enough. You guys, I like where your heads are at. You've got the noodles working, guys. <laughs> Take no One more here from Alex. Uh, where's the stop the cap button on Amala saying she wants a guy with no riz? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say want a guy with no riz. I said prefer out of the two right. options. Right. No riz. Okay. <laughs> and guys. And okay, we got the camera stuck on me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> guys that's where we'll stop our show thank you so much for watching please like and subscribe as alex so dutifully puts in his super chats every day we greatly appreciate that shout out and turn on the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live that's monday wednesday friday 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern plus we post videos for you guys every single day so don't miss out tomorrow I think I'm going to do a deep dive into Snow White. You guys really like the Snow White short that I put out. And I have even more to say about how garbage the new rendition of this movie is going to be. So I think I must detail it in a full length video for you guys. I think that's what we'll do tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.